Fright Night. Fright Night. Boy, am I so scared. Are you really scared? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up. When Jake man. went to the bathroom, I ate a bunch of gummies. Bro, I ain't even gonna lie to you, Jake. Oh, hold on. That beat in the background? Yeah, that's my beat. Hey, I'm not even gonna lie to everyone listening right now. I took at least 50 milligrams of weed drink. Wait, am I the only one that's not high right now? Oh, give it about 20 minutes, boy. Yeah, that's bullshit. That no, you didn't. How dare you? <laughs> I swear to God. No, 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 no. Was that orange drink good? Uh, Fuck it. We're going to let the beat ride, Jake. Hey, let's let this beat ride for a second. Fright night. Let's let it ride. Hey, so everyone listening right now, if uh, you're hearing that track and you're like, why do I love this track? Mm-hmm. I got to introduce everybody right now. I got to put my phone on Do Not Disturb here because this is a big introduction here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're if you're listening to this track here and you are loving what you're hearing, you're wondering, I got to introduce you to Jake Simons, mm-hmm. the better half. Of strange kids. I like that. Oh, I can't vouch for that. Josh Balls is pretty fucking cool. Josh Balls is really fucking cool. He's my brother and one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. But you're also my brother and one of my best friends. But you are the better half. You're the better half of strange kids. Okay, I'm I'm just going to own it right now then. Just own it. I'm just going to own it. It's time for you to own the shit here. So, Fright Night, episode one. We got Jake Simons. We got Dusty G. We got myself. Um, This is going to be, I think, probably my favorite podcasts that we actually do i love the bands i'm loving the bands but i if you if you know me i'm terrified of my own shadow i'm scared (laughs) of everything especially when i'm high Mm -hmm. like i got super high last night and i thought someone broke into my house because my dog was barking (laughs) that's fair (laughs) but i was terrified i had to check every closet every room i even went to rooms like you don't even go to you know i was checking a closet in there I have this funny visual of you just doing that by yourself. Well, what happened was I got high as fuck and I forgot to feed my dog. Why on earth? He was just hungry. (laughs) What do you mean? I get high as fuck every night. In the middle of the night, walking around the house, looking for a dog. But when I say night, I go to bed by six o'clock. So this is like Uh, 630. Yeah. Still early. So that's why you don't respond to me after 6 p.m. I don't respond to anybody after fucking seven. Okay. If if I hit you back at seven, I'm sleep texting you. (laughs) Gotcha. I'll keep that in mind. That's fair. Okay. Breakdown. Once a week. I, my goal is to hopefully this, this, this segment goes twice a week and I got to give Jake his flowers on this one. Um, Mr. Simons here, Jake Simons, let's give a little history here. So Jake and I go back to kindergarten. We grew up together in Avella. So we, you know, Jake's been out here working with Blackcraft. We've been working together for the past eight, nine years. Yeah. About, yeah. Eight, nine years. You've been Mm -hmm. dealing with my shit for 34 years. Literally. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. You Mm -hmm. sick of me yet? Mm, Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> hey, honesty. I, 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 I like the honesty, man. But uh, Jake and I grew up together. You know, we're brothers. And uh, this is cool, man, because you always have really fucking great ideas. You, always, you, you have a lot of great ideas. And it's always the execution part is the hard, hardest part. So, yeah. I mean, you know, when you have an idea, you got to execute it. But you brought, you brought this idea to the table. And, you know, if, if for everyone's listening that's new here, if you're old, we were doing true crime podcast. I didn't remember that. The problem is with true crime, and you know this because you are a true crime, you, you love true crime. You really got to sit there and research. You have to eat, sleep, breathe true crime podcast for it to really work. Yep. 
Fair. It's like extensive research. And on top of that, you're dealing with a real life situation. So if you see anything right. wrong, there's just like a backlash. Yeah. I'm like, no, John killed the guy. And they're like, bro, John wasn't even in the, I'm like, well, wrong. Fu- I don't know. Anyway, I love horror movies, but I am also scared shitless of horror movies. This is very true. Which we'll dive down here in a little bit of, of why I'm so scared. And you brought this idea for this horror movie review as a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a 10 out of 10 idea. So here we are. We you brought here. You brought us this idea yesterday. And it's funny the timing of you bringing us this podcast because yesterday, uh, well, the other day on the podcast we just put out mm-hmm. is about being consistent and consistency. And I played a clip in there from a YouTube video I've been watching a lot. And <clears throat> I, I, you know, so many times I'm just like, just start and go and just you'll figure it out as you go which I do think that advice is good if you're kind of like, do I go, do I stop when you're starting business or whatever it is. But with this year, dude, I'm saying no to 100% of things that I know I can't be consistent in. Does that make sense? Uh, That's a big deal. That's a big deal. So this to me means a lot. So we're, you know, we're every Wednesday now, you will be getting Fright Night episodes. Yes. And everyone, you know, (laughs) damn it, not that one. Round of applause. Thank you for Mr. Jake Simons because Fright Night is live. This is the first ever episode and uh, I'm excited for it, man. But I would like to kind of hear, hear, uh, like, where'd you come up with this? I'm high as fuck right now. Don't stare at me. Oh like this, I'm so fucking high. You're Can I not staring stare at, at either you or Dusty no, look for at, the duration look at the of the producer, Mr. Bones. Stare at him. But the skeleton that's staring right at me right now. Yeah, yes. stare at him, please. Because okay. you're staring at me and I feel like you're looking through my soul. I'm man. sorry. I'm a very intense person. <laughs> it's okay. But, but Jake, this is an exciting segment. You know, mm-hmm. I know it's funny here because you're sitting across from Dusty G over there who... Dusty's that kind of guy that's like, mm, that movie wasn't scary, but... Yeah, I feel yeah. like deep down that motherfucker was scared. I really do. I agree, nah. actually. No? Nah. Now, I I'm mean, a- like, watching movies, yeah, I, like, it's scary in the moment, but afterwards, shut off the lights, TV, and I just go right to You bed. have never kept the lights on ever after a movie. No. Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. I'm calling bullshit. Hey. To each his own. So, for me, Jake, as you've known, and, and the movie that we're going to talk today, which we'll get into that in a little bit here, yes, but I, I would like to give you the spotlight here and give you some flowers on this because this is your brainchild. So you brought it to us. I did. We, you know, Dusty and I were talking, we, we came up with a flyer for it. We got an idea together all in less all than like very fast like within an hour hours. and a half. Dude, like, <laughs> yeah. dude, we worked on it so fast, <laughs> bro. I, I'm so excited for this man because you know, you're, you are one of the most talented musicians. I know you are one of the smartest guys. I know, you know, you've always had my back from day one from growing up to where we are now. And you've got to, you know, grow with Blackcraft and evolve. And I'm always like, man, what's the next thing Jake and I will do together? And I'm really fucking excited to say that this is going to be huge. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I would not be signing off on this if we weren't going to be consistent and make it work. So hope you know you signed up for this for the whole year. Dude, I am blushing right now. <laughs> Dude, thank you so yeah. much. I, I really appreciate you putting me on a platform to where I can talk about stuff that I really love talking about and horror movies as much as I love music I really do I love making music I love listening to music I love talking music but horror movies it just it adds a different element of conversation that I always want to have with other people and I'm so glad we're doing this podcast right now to have this conversation yeah this this is going to be a spooky podcast I could feel it in my soul like like also you know what else you signed up for the nights that my girlfriend um can't be with me okay Oh. You're staying at the house now because I hate being alone. When, I, we talk, when we talk anything spooky, okay, 
I get fucking freaked out and we'll dive down. Why? Why? I will share with you what happened to me in my life that it's funny that we're recording this today because, you know, people listening think so. I know you guys think I'm nuts, but you are. I see an energy healer, but it's, I can't explain it. Everyone's like, oh yeah, it, it's, it's a whole different level and I'm not even going to try to explain it to people listening. I'm not even going to try to explain I can't even explain it to people. Can't explain it. That's fair. But she touched on something today that <clears throat> when we talk about what movie we're doing, it really hits home to me and it's why this movie was the scariest movie of all time in my eyes. But before we do that, Jake, Brainchild, let's let's talk about it here. So I know, I know you're passionate about, we know your passion for horror movies. I think, I know you can write the best horror movie score of all time. Oh. I'm waiting. For, that's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're manifesting right now. We're, we yes. are fucking manifesting right now. I, I feel it in my soul. But um, let's, let's you know, where, where did this come from? Like, what's, I know your passion. I know you got the passion behind it, but what, what's, what spawned this? Because you came in, you came into the podcast studio room with this idea and you were fucking like lit. Inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really all started when I was six years old. And the first horror movie I ever saw was Psycho mm. at my neighbor's house. My parents were not aware of it. And Alfred Hitchcock? Alfred Hitchcock. My, my favorite, by the way. Dude, Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock is my favorite ever. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And that movie was pretty much a gateway into my fascination with the macabre in horror films. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know what a horror film was until I saw that movie. And then ever since then, I just had this curiosity to search out what the next creepy, spooky movie is. And sometimes that would be a mainstream movie that was released that year in the theaters. Or sometimes I just found it in a weird $5 bin at Walmart and be like, what is this? I'm going to check this out. And for the past like 20 years of my life, I've just developed this like taste in horror films that I just keep growing and growing. And uh, all I can say is that the more I watch, the more I want to have discuss how I feel about it because horror films out of, there's a lot of genres out there, obviously, but horror films is the only genre that can ignite certain sensations and feelings within me that I don't get from any other movie, at least movie genre and horror, horror films just like, it's funny because I was a very cheerful, happy kid when I was younger. And yeah. it was always kind of funny juxtaposition where I would be so fascinated with the dark stuff, the mm-hmm. dark movies and I always had a lot of opinions about it. Never really had anybody to talk about horror movies with because it was such a, such a, I don't know what would be the word, a stigma yeah. in my household to just... Well, especially where we grew up. Right? Especially where we grew up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so the fact that we were, what, we're in our 30s now and we're just ready to dive deep in everything that kind of fucked us up for the past 20 years when it oh, comes yeah. to horror movies is going to be the most fun dissection I've ever had in my life. Well, it, well it's funny because my first real memory of a horror movie uh-huh. that like, scared the shit out of me <clears throat> and to paint the picture of LPA. We talk about it on the show a little <laughs> bit here. We are in the woods. Uh-huh. I mean, we fucking, we are in the woods where your nearest neighbor, you know, could be five miles, right? Yep. Could be depending on where you live in that area. Um, I was watching a Blair Witch movie. I love that movie. That movie fucked me up so bad because when I'm watching it, I'm like, this could have been filmed in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Is it in my backyard? holy fuck, what if that is in my backyard? And, and, and so, that, you know, I'm a young kid. That was the movie for me that started it, was Blair Witch. Uh, that was definitely the movie for me too because I think the great thing that Blair Witch did is, well, one, they worked with a very micro budget, but two, they played on the imagination of the viewer. And as children watching that movie, that's all we have when we're young. So we're that's watching this movie. You don't see a witch. You don't really hear a witch, but you're alluded to there being a witch. So... 
us as kids watching the Blair Witch, we're literally filling in the gaps to how frightening of an experience we are like subjecting ourselves to. We don't. I know there was like a remake like a couple of years back. Yeah, it, I guess. I'm not, it, yeah, I'm not too sure. And I, I watched it and they kind of like elaborate more what the witch looks like, but that wasn't really like my thing. I really like the fact that you just don't know anything really about this witch yeah. and how it kills you or how it stalks you and, or how the time lapse of where you just get lost in the woods for days and days and days and not know what it's like a Bermuda Triangle in well, the no, middle it, of the woods, bro. I said that to someone. I was like, it's like the Bermuda Triangle of the woods. I just said that to someone probably like last month. That's crazy. You said that. That's a crazy. lot of people hate Blair Witch too. They think it's stupid. Well, <laughs> honestly, fuck those people. Yeah, fuck those people. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Did Did you see it as a kid, Dusty? <laughs> yeah, I remember it. And it was the same thing. I live in the middle of the woods, and uh, I don't know. It. I didn't really the shakiness of it. I was like, eh, but it was cool. But. I wasn't that one legit was probably on tier. Like I was like, ah, that's like the least scary movie to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm just being honest here. Mm-hmm. I don't believe him. <laughs> I don't believe him either, but this is the guy who's not afraid of anything. So I didn't say anything, but I don't, I don't sleep All with right, the lights what, on what, after a movie. What are you afraid of? Oof. Women. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty terrifying. Coming <laughs> <laughs> from me. You can't say that, Jake. Uh, but really, what what are you well, terrified of? I, I love movies, and uh, yeah, in that moment, like I find the the moment or the movie, the monsters, whatever, scary. But uh, unlike what you guys are saying, I don't have to sleep with the lights on after. But I remember my first introduction to a horror movie. I was five. My mom had um, Hellraiser on VHS, and I always thought the imagery on the outside of the box was super sick. But she would never let me watch it. I was I was like, let's watch this. She's like, no, you're like too young. So I remember her bedroom was upstairs. I woke up around like 2.33 in the morning one time when I was five, and I went out and just put it in a VHS player and just watched it by myself when I was five. And, and it didn't scare you? No. <laughs> like in that moment, you're like, oh, it's creepy and scary. But like yeah. I just went back to so, sleep So after. there's no movie that, that gets you fucked up? I don't think there really is. I think that was his trauma, and that's why he doesn't react to horror anymore. Maybe. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, I don't know. But I was always intrigued and like liked it and wanted to watch it. Because I remember... Um, I was probably 10 or 11. My mom's like, okay, you got to watch Exorcist. Like <laughs> she told me her and her, her two sisters, they saw it when it came out and they, same thing. They, they slept in the same bed for three weeks, three weeks together and left the lights on. And then I watched it and I was like, it was good and spooky, but like that made you sleep with the lights on. Bullshit. Yeah. So. Dude, bullshit. Exorcist but, ruined me as a kid. Well, this show is going to kill two birds with one stone. We're going to do a horror movie review, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be like kind of a therapy session for Dusty because <laughs> we're going to help him unpack some things here. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this episode. But Jake, why don't you, you know, I'll turn this over to you here. Why don't you give us a little rundown on how the first episode is going to roll out, mm-hmm. what you're thinking here, what the first movie is. If you're in, if you're in our Discord, make sure you join our Blackcraft Discord uh, if you're a 666 Club member, 666 Club members, uh, the memberships right now are closed. We only brought in so many people uh, to first start. We are going to be opening up the second um, half of it. Maybe maybe we'll open it up. Uh, fuck, it is the new year. Maybe we open it up tomorrow. Oh, I while think this that's episode a airs. great so, idea. You know what? Uh, tomorrow, um, well, you're listening now, actually. Shit. Uh, 666 Club. Search 666 Club on blackcraftcult.com. Sign up. If you're a 666 club member you get exclusive access to our discord you get a uh, monthly uh code mm-hmm. discount code that's only available for 666 club members you get bonus content for podcasts and you'll have access to buy exclusive merch so there's a lot of cool shit here going on 
So yesterday in the 666 Club, we welcomed Jake Simons to the club. Hello. And you shared with everyone in there what we're, what we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And the fucking club popped off, man. People were so excited. They were so, so stoked. stoked. Yeah. Um, shout out our whole Discord. Shout out our whole 666 Club. Uh, the, the amount of love and support that you guys show us is incredible. Thank you, thank you to everyone who listens to this, too. Without you guys, we really wouldn't, this wouldn't be possible. So thank you so much. We charted again. We hit number 13 in the charts on the music. That so is awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you for, for being awesome. But um, so Jake, you shared yesterday what we're doing today. I Why did. Why don't you share it with the whole world now? Go ahead. So pretty much what we're going to be doing every week is a new movie review. And the movie we chose for our first episode of Fright Night Ever is hereditary and pretty much how the episode is going to play out is we're going to pretty much kind of go over it without any spoilers talk about when we watched it where we watched it and how what our initial feelings were with the movie and then we're pretty much going to give like a disclaimer of like hey this is your time to get out of the episode if you have not seen this movie yet so so if you don't want to be spoiled yes you don't want spoiler alerts and i'll tell you right now if you haven't seen hereditary Turn this podcast off, go watch it, and come back. Please do, because it's one of those movies where you really have to go in, into it blind to really get the full impact. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and then after that, we're going to go into actual spoiler territory, and we're going to pretty much discuss and dissect the movie. I'm not scene by scene, but like in consecutive order, how the movie progresses, and we're going to talk about our feelings and how it made us feel. And then after that, we're going to do a really cool end of review Okay. At the end of the podcast, and we're pretty much, we're going to base it off kind of like a yes or no, like yes, this is your movie, or no, this is your movie, but we're going to go by the terms of lights on, lights off. So if this movie scared the shit out of you, or if you just really appreciate it, you will give it a positive review with the lights on. You're sleeping with the lights on tonight. If you didn't care for the movie, if you didn't think it was scary, or if you thought, you know what, I don't want to recommend this to anyone, then you can sleep with the lights off tonight, because you don't get afraid. Like Dusty. But what if I still like the movie? Then you can sleep with the lights on. All right. I'll sleep with them on just for you guys. Thank you. Sleep with the lights on, but put an eye mask over your face. Yes. There we go. I like that. And then after that, we're just going to do a little review of the podcast of the episode itself. And then we're going to give you, we're probably going to choose at the end of this episode what movie we're going to do next for next week. I like that. Um, Also, I think we created a channel. Uh, in the Discord uh, for the 666 Club members to we give do. their movie recommendations. So what we want to do throughout the months is each week will be a movie picked by either me, Bobby, or Dusty. On, on the fourth week of the month, we want our 666 Club members to choose the movie they want us to review. And then what we're going to do is we're going to see all your recommendations. We're going to pick like an assortment of them, and we're going to let you vote what movie you want us to review next. I love it. I yeah. love it too. I like it. Jake, I, I got to really give you your flowers on this, man. You, this is, this is a great idea. I think this is a great addition for 2023 for Blackcraft. My big goals this year was to really focus on growing Blackcraft and the media side is very important to me. We, we dabbled with it last year. We got some really good momentum and I really wanted 2023 to become bigger and better. Just trying to figure out ways to level it up. I wanted to do something true crime, but I can't be consistent with it. So I bailed true crime. And and with something like this, this is exactly what I'm looking for. So thank you, Jake. Thank you. Good thank job. you for involving me, guys. I really appreciate this. I'm, ha- I'm happy to have you, man. So Same. let's uh, let's let's do this here. We're we're you know you've got Mr. Jacob Fitzgerald Patrick. That you sound like a fucking you Jacob. sound like 
You were fucking born to narrate with Jacob Fitzgerald Patrick. My name is Jacob Fitzgerald Simons. Not Patrick. Where the fuck did I get that from? I'm high as hell. Oh, God. I thought you had two middle names like I do. You temporarily forgot my last name. You know me for how many years? Holy shit. Jacob Fitzgerald Patrick, that's not you? Is Fitzgerald Patrick like a a historical figure or something? I don't know who the fuck it is. Where did you get that name? (laughs) I don't know, but you're rebranded as it. Give it up for Jacob Fitzgerald Patrick. It flows well, so I, I kind of like. It. I'm not gonna lie, you look like a Jacob Fitzgerald Patrick kind of guy. I'm gonna take that as a compliment, bro. If you. I saw you walking down the street mm-hmm. and someone held a gun to my head and they said, "What is that dude's name?" I would go, "I didn't know you." I'd mm-hmm. say, "Oh, he's a Jacob Fitzgerald Patrick." Damn, then you are surviving. You look like a Jacob Fitzgerald Patrick kind of guy. All right, well, we're gonna just run with my name as Jacob Fitzgerald Patrick from Moving Port. How's that sound? I kind of like it, but then. I like Simon's though. Like Simon says. What does add Simon? We'll give him two middle names. You're Jacob Fitzgerald Patrick, Patrick Simons. Simons. Okay. Yeah, that All flows. Right. Right. You oh were made boy. for this. You were made for this moment. <laughs> yeah. This is the moment. This is one hell of a moment, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are you well, let are you let down a little bit? I'm from, not I'm not let down okay, at all. Okay. But we don't have to talk about my middle name anymore. How about we get into the movie? Yeah, it's just are you, you're really high. You're like stuttering. <laughs> I'm not stuttering. It's just this movie scares me so bad. This movie really fucked me up. This, okay. mo- this movie fucked me up. Like I legit see a therapist about this movie. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about this. All right, let's do it. Go ahead. All right. So the movie that we chose for this week is Hereditary 2018 starring Tony Collette, Gabriel Byrne, Alex Wolf. Millie Shapiro and Anne Dowd, and it's directed by Ari Aster. Pretty much the synopsis of Hereditary begins with the passing of Annie's, who's played by Tony Kleck, mentally ill mother. But as the days follow, Annie begins to uncover the dark secrets of her mother's past and how her family plays a role in it all. Plagued with emotional trauma, is Annie and her family experiencing something passed down from generation to generation, or worse, an evil presence? Uh, currently, Hereditary has a Rotten Tomato score of 90% critic score and a 69% audience score, which nice. is... 69. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very nice. Okay. <laughs> I, f- I feel like you just put that in there to hear us say nice. No, that's literally exactly what it said on Rotten Tomatoes, 69%. Okay, nice. Okay, well, thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Um, and so that's fairly high score for a horror movie. The yeah. audience score is obviously a little bit lower, but the critics definitely loved it. I definitely loved it. I think we all generally love it here, yeah. but we're going to dissect it more here shortly. But before we begin, I do want to know what your relationship with this movie is. Like, where did you watch it? You know, who did you watch it with? And what was your initial like feelings after watching it? So we're going to start with you, Bobby. What is your relationship with Hereditary? Well, my relationship with this movie goes deep. Okay. And I, I guess to start, to answer your question, I actually watched this movie with you, mm-hmm. and I told you I hated this movie. You did. You tell me you, you said it was the worst movie you've ever seen, and I still stay to the. I still stay stand true to that to this day. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's actually. I'm, I'm going to clear the air here on this real quick. Mm-hmm. It's actually. I'm just being honest. Dumb and Dumber is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> so good, favorite movie of all time. But as far as like having it all, like the the entire package and not a comedy hereditary for me is hands down my favorite horror movie ever. Like overall the classic, this is, this is, this actually that is a bold statement. It, it's a bold statement, but I, but I stay, stay true to it because 
you know, the first time I saw it was with you. I told you I hated it, but you know, deep down in my soul, see, I, I had some shit happen to me, which you're well aware of growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, my grandma died at her best friend's funeral, right? Uh, right there next to me on top of me at, at her best friend's funeral. And I was 10 when that happened, 10, 11, somewhere in that ballpark. And that day that that happened to me, I didn't understand energy. I didn't understand being scared. I didn't understand horror. I didn't understand. I didn't, I didn't understand anything in life. You're 10. What the fuck do you understand? Yeah. You don't, you don't understand much, you know, but the feeling I had that day was, and this is, this kind of goes to what I was talking about a little earlier in the podcast where I just talked to my energy lady, right? Was when my grandma died next to me like that, it felt like her energy like went into me. I can't really explain it. I can't really explain it, but it feels like all of her past shit went into me. That's pretty haunting. It's pretty haunting. And, and you know, that side of my family, I've always felt subcon like always in, in a, like you don't even know what the fuck intuition is at 10. You don't know what gut instincts are. You can't even say the word intuition no, at 10. <laughs> you can barely say it now. I don't know what the hell it means now at 33. But I always felt like that side of the family had secrets. Yeah. And you know, I, I you know, I'm not bullshitting you guys on the, on this here. My energy lady today, it was the first time I saw her cuz it's really hard to get in to see her. She's booked months out. She goes, in your life, you're, you are carrying, she said, I'm a light beam. I'm a very high profile light beam. And I'm here to break my family's curse of financial, you know, like the, just, just everything, like all the hurt. I'm here to break trauma. I'm here. Yeah. All the trauma. I'm here to break that cycle. That's what I'm here to do. And she goes in your lifespan of all this energy that's stuck to you. Cause being a light beam. I know I'm sounding crazy to a lot of people. I'm not even going to try to really explain this. But anyway, my whole point is I felt like I could really relate to hereditary on a really, really, really deep level of secrets and grandma dying. So when that first scene kind of opened up the way it did with that funeral, it really fucking took me back to that 10 year old Bobby that you want to talk about, you want to talk about flight or fright. <laughs> <laughs> it's fright. You know what I'm saying? Or you want to talk about leave the lights on or turn them off. I'm turning them the fuck on. Right. So, so this movie really hit me, you know, in more than one way. And, and to be honest with you, a lot of everything in life, that's how I approach life. Everything, you know, to a lot of people, it might not be deep to them or like certain, you know, like music to me is it hits me really deep. Like I can, that's why, that's why, sorry, I'm getting off the subject here, but <laughs> no, I, 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 I want to throw this out there, but no, but it kind of sets the tone here for, for where my head is with all this is like the new MGK album. A lot of people were hating on it, right? Machine Gun Kelly, a lot of people were hating on it. But I could feel the hurt, the pain where that dude was really at when he was writing these songs. Mm -hmm. That's why I have such a deep relationship with Nirvana, you know, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Like, I could, I can set, like, it's hard to explain. And it feels like I have some kind of weird relationship to a lot of these things. It's, I know, I know I'm on, I'm high as fuck right now, too, but, <laughs> but I'm also speaking facts. So sorry, this was a little drawn out, but, but I want that to set the tone for this Fright Night because. I am going to be the guy on all these episodes. It's always terrified because I, because just know when I'm, when I'm giving you my review or my opinion, or when I talk about this, it's coming from a deep place. It's not just like, Oh, I put on fucking, you know, Friday the 13th and Oh, the cinema, like the fucking, I don't know. The makeup was great. Like, no, it, like well, I'm looking at this and I, I can relate to where the director is at because I feel like they've gone through something you, you, like, 
A twenty four is the is the A twenty four is like the rising horror. It's my like, favorite. It's the best. They Midsommar, make all that shit. They ca- they call it elevated horror, which you know I'm not the biggest fan of that term, but really they do make horror that makes you feel stuff. And, and but but every movie that I watch or every and that's the thing to clear the air here. Every song that I listen to or every fucking movie I watch, I'm not doing it at surface level shit. Mm-hmm. It's deep. It, it's like a connection to me. So. Sorry, that's no. I, got, I apologize. I, no, no, I feel bad because I didn't realize I was going to unearth some trauma to you by making you watch that movie. Yeah, you made him go to therapy yeah, before I'm recording. Gonna, us. I'm going to start billing you. Okay, what my therapist bills me. Anyway, I, I'm so on. sorry about that. What well, that, that I can't follow up with that because that's a hell of a personable uh, relationship to the movie. Um, I guess my take would be I did see Hereditary by myself in the movie theaters when it first came out. Um, I was definitely Hold on what oh, that like that just says psycho. <laughs> That's a psycho. What? Who the fuck says? Yeah, I'm gonna wake up today. I'm gonna shower. I'm gonna brush my teeth. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go watch the scariest movie of all time by myself in a movie theater. That's exactly what I thought. Nice. Psycho, <laughs> psycho! This guy over here does. He's not afraid of anything. Apparently, right, I think right, that's right, kind right, of psycho. Right. Cutting you off. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Anyways, I saw it in the movie theater by myself. Psycho. Um, whatever. And I was like transfixed by this movie, mostly because of just how well made it was, or yeah, how well made it was, and also just there are scenes in this movie you just cannot erase from your psyche. There is some visuals that stick with you long after you're done watching and by the time you're at the end of the movie and the credits are rolling you feel drained from this movie oh yeah it's like psychological warfare warfare what you're watching you just you are either watching someone going crazy or you're literally watching the most like demonic movie ever it's it can be it could be two different things at once and this movie had such a big impact on me. It was really well made. Uh, the acting in it was freaking brilliant. And you don't get that too often in horror movies where the acting's like top tier, but the acting in it's so good. So it makes it more convincing. Uh, but yeah, after I watched that movie, like the moment it came out on DVD, like or Blu-ray, I freaking bought it immediately and like watched it probably three times the same week. I was so obsessed with that movie when it first came out. Dusty. I don't have any personal connections <laughs> to the movie. Like, uh, Mr. Shabinsky over here, but I don't, it was already out of theaters. It was on some streaming service. Uh, when I watched it, don't remember who I, maybe my ex fiance, or maybe I watched it by myself. I can't remember, but to your point, I thought the acting was fucking phenomenal in this movie. Mm -hmm. Like everyone does such a good job. I really, really liked the movie a lot. Uh, I wasn't, it connected like you were to it, but I thought it was such a good movie. And it was like a movie when someone's like, Hey, have you watched anything good, good new lately? I was like, if you haven't seen it 10 out of 10, you got to go watch this movie. Mm. I fucking love the movie itself. And like you said, the acting is just phenomenal in it. And it just kind of like set a new tone for horror. Cause I feel like yeah. ever since hereditary came out, horror movies have kind of taken a shift. Yeah. If you haven't I, noticed, I, well, yeah. between that and uh, midsummer, Midsommar, who's also directed by Ari Aster. Yeah, yeah. Shout yep. out, shout out, A24. Let's do Blackcraft collab. Oh my god, I know, I know <laughs> oh they want god. it. I know I people would, want it. I'd be so stoked. I yeah. would fucking lose my shit. But um, I agree with you. I fucking agree with you because I feel like horror was. I, I well, people are gonna get mad at this statement, but I don't give a fuck. I feel like horror was dead. Uh, I feel like it was flat, a little played out. It, it was, was definitely, it was, it was definitely it was going down. I will admit, I don't want to just give a shout out to Hereditary. I also feel like Get Out 
kind of set a tone for Ooh, horror yeah, too as well. That like, is true. That's that true. movie did something that no other horror movie had done up until that day it was released. And I feel like, I think it was when the, within the same year Get Out and Hereditary were released. But either way, when those two movies came out specifically, I was like, oh my God, is this where horror movie is going? If so, I am totally on board for it. I, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. I love me a good slasher. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like that campy stuff from the 80s, 90s, yep. 2000s, and whatever. So, but man, when it comes to that psychological horror, it does something to me like no other movie. Well, I, I think the slasher stuff is really cool and I really respect it. It's so much it. fun. It's fucking great. Yeah. But what Hereditary has done and what A24 is doing, they're just putting a, a fresh take on it. Everything feels mm-hmm. fresh. Like I felt like horror for so long to me felt very tired it just felt like someone had to come in throw the fucking flag in the ground and be like this is what horror is mm-hmm. going to be yep and and shout out uh ari and uh a24 because you guys and girls over there are doing it like you guys are fucking doing it big dude it was his debut movie what's that yeah that's fucking nuts you know what that you know what that how that makes me feel how is it makes me want to just become better at everything i, do. <laughs> I know that's yeah. your debut film and you it's did that like, it's fuck. like okay well i could become way i'm not even reaching a, a, a speck of my potential then you know what i'm saying like yep that guy tapped into something he he tapped into something he tapped in he i don't know man but let, let's keep it flowing man I, yeah I'm, I'm digging this i'm, yeah, and I'm, I'm di- not even gonna lie i'm a little spooked right no now. i'm freaking love I'm this high, too so, so I, we are going to move forward with the it's podcast spooky in here it's very spooky the lights are watch low. how spooky it is don't know why <laughs> god damn it was that spooky uh it was abrasive okay fair all right let's keep it going let's roll it <laughs> mr si- mr fitzgerald patrick simons let's uh, do it okay so uh we are about to go into the spoiler spoiler alerts uh we advise anyone who has not seen this movie yet to pause the episode now hereditary is best viewed without any spoilers trust me when i say this watch the movie now and come back to us for the second mm. half of the episode you personally will not regret it please guys Vouch for them. They have to stop now if they have not seen it yet. Oh, yeah, one thousand fucking percent. Yeah, go to watch that movie. Come back, and then we can you can dissect it with us. Okay. All right, sweet. So we are now going to spoilers. We're going to do a dissection. So if you are still tuned in, we're pretty much going to start off at the beginning of the movie, eventually end off at the end of the movie, and we're going to do a little cool review at the I end. Like it. I'm pretty excited for this. Yeah. You already know my reviews lights on. I already know my review too. Okay, so moving forward, we are not always just going to review movies that we love. We're obviously going to remove yeah. movies that we probably hate, think are stupid, but we did want to start off strong. Hereditary was just a no-brainer for us, and that's why we chose this movie. So I hope you like what we have to say about it. So starting off, the movie starts off very interestingly. Uh, it starts off with a camera angle on what looks like a diorama pretty much a miniature house and it eventually goes into an actual first scene between the father and son so what i really like about this is i don't see horror movies doing stuff like that ever and and you know what's funny with that is just just you know because we always do an unsigned bands and you know in that first 15 seconds of a song it's either going to grab you or not yep and i feel like i don't know what the fuck this movie did but in that first shot yeah. When they're just, it's just slow panning in. Like, what it the got hell? Me. I don't know yeah. what the fuck happened, but it got me. I was like, oh shit, this yeah. got yeah. me. And it started we can, out. We, so we can talk about, yeah, exactly. We can talk about horror by the, uh, horror always starts off with a scary scene. This one didn't. It started off with something that was just fucking weird. Yep. It was initially weird. You do not know what it means. Is there a meaning behind this? 
goes right into that. And what's great about this movie, it goes right into the trauma. Yep. Literally, the second scene is you're at a funeral home. And and the best part about that funeral home, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, turn, turn this the fuck off, <laughs> is the cult members are in the oh, fucking funeral. It's so cool. If you've seen this movie already and you do not know that yet, you do now. Everyone in that funeral home was a part of the cult. Fuck. I got chills thinking <laughs> about this shit because I'm so high and I shouldn't have done this, but now I'm like <laughs> at my grandma's funeral were they all cult members? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, this is hell. Unlocking the Oh, that's a terrifying this thought, actually. Is, if I really is, think about it. This is pure fucking hell back for me on right He's now. like, now that I think about it, I didn't recognize anyone at that goddamn funeral. Oh my God, Bobby was ruined five minutes into the movie. <laughs> Yeah, asshole. Why do you think I said I hate this movie? <laughs> Maybe this movie's actually just based off of you. I, Bro, I actually have said that. I was like, man, I wonder if they know my story. Maybe this guy's related to me. I just just did my 23 and Me, so we'll see. Yeah, so, You like told this story at a party one time. That guy's like in the corner <laughs> listening, and he just went home and started writing yeah. the movie. True. Keep it flowing, Jake. All right, you got, keeping it flowing. Your, your other job here is to keep... Uh, me on the rails. Yeah, we're gonna D- keep Dusty him on the rails. Dusty don't rail. have uh, bad ADHD. I have it really oh. bad. So I do too, but I would do my oh, best. Fuck, sorry, this is gonna be a shit show of an episode. Keep it flowing. Oh no, we're doing good. We're doing good. Okay. So after after the funeral scene, you pretty much find out that Tony collects uh, character Annie's mother passed away from, and she had a mental illness. And she was giving this like, you know, long speech in front of all these strangers that she's never seen before, which is already like a strange situation to be in when you're talking about a loved one. Uh, and then obviously in the early scenes, you also find out some like cool little interesting facts like how um, Charlie, the the daughter, has like a peanut allergy and stuff like that. You just find these little things just hinted into the the conversation between the characters. And then pretty much after the funeral scene, uh, we're not going to try to touch on every single scene, but we're going to go from like one important scene to the next scene. So for the next scene, I will cho- choose where Charlie was at school. Oh, fuck. And she's just sitting in the seat, staring, looking, just staring into the abyss. And then a bird just hits that freaking window and the the whole class just reacts. And you're like, what the hell is that all about? Mm -hmm. You don't know what it's about. And then all of a sudden, Charlie's just freaking scissoring off that bird's head. I'm like, oh, okay. This is one of those movies. Wait, was that the scene where the woman appears? No, no. Well, actually, yeah, you're right. She there does, was a woman she, there. She just randomly appears in the yep. distance. So pretty yep. much after she cut off, yep. cuts off the bird's head, yep. you just see a woman from fire yep. waving to her, and you're like, okay, what the hell does this yep. mean? That, and, and, and it's that kind of shit. The that, paranoia. That growing up where we grew up, it it's and, and going the in the in the trauma shit that I faced with my grandma dying. I feel like I lived this. I can't yeah. explain it, dude. Like I wasn't cutting off birds' heads. I mean, <laughs> I mean let's be honest. Birds, well, birds aren't real. Dumb and Dumber, you might. And our pets' heads are falling off, and uh, you see the relationship uh, to the movies yeah. now. Yeah, that's a good shot, Dusty. Yeah, too. such yeah. a good shot. But but no, that's a great. That's a that scene. That scene rocked me. That okay. That scene right there, it set the tone for the movie. Oh, absolutely. It set yeah. the tone because you're like you're not you're expecting like, that. What? You're like what the fuck I is this jumped, psychopath doing? I had I had a um crazy sound uh sound bar the second time I watched it. I had a crazy I went to Best Buy thinking, mm-hmm. "Oh, I'm going to get the best sound system, do all this shit." 
the bass boy was so loud when that bird hit the fucking window. <laughs> oh, fuck. If that was on camera, bro, I'd jump. I had to jump. I had to leave the couch 30 feet high. I mean, let's just be real. Like a, 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 a girl just shut, you know, scissoring off the head of a bird and not even knowing what she's going to do with it is like such a disturbing thing to witness in uh, a movie. Yeah, but that's the part of the movie that lost me because birds aren't real. They're just drones by the government. So it's kind of like, come on, Ari. Come on, man. You know that birds aren't real. They're just drones. Are you still drinking that orange drink? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right so i'm not high fyi everyone's saying they got me high i'm not high but these two yeah. fools keep on looking at each other like they're speaking telepathetically or whatever the freaking word is well we that's are. that's the thing you're gonna get halfway through reviewing this and you're gonna be like holy yeah, fuck boy, that shit's gonna hit Oh, it'll take a minute, but oh, you'll know. I feel like it would have hit me by now. I swear mm. to God, if he did this, I'm going to be really mad. That's fair. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So then after that scene, you, you, you're left wondering, what the hell is she going to do with this bird's head? Uh, it, we go into a scene with Annie, which is played by, who is played by Tony Collette. And she's what looks like a, to be like a support group. Uh, dealing with like trauma and like people's death and stuff like that. And she gives this like wonderful like monologue and really sad and dark monologue about her relationship with her mother. And you don't realize it, but she's actually giving you hints of what may come up with the movie during the speech. Do you guys remember this? I do, but I don't, I didn't know. So she pretty much mentions how like, uh, her brother, Oh my gosh, I wish I remember this. Okay. We're not going to go into gritty details, but they definitely drop some like really important information about the past of, uh, their family. I think her our brother or something like that like died from a fire or something or i, I can't remember i can't remember either but yeah. she was talking about how like schizophrenia and like mental illness runs in her family and you know how she feels like kind of just disengaged with the fact that her mom died how she doesn't really feel much about it and she, mm -hmm. i think it's just a really interesting thing to find out about her character because you really don't know where she stands with her mother and why she has like all these reservations towards her like why is she so like kind of absent with her emotions towards her does she know something that the audience us viewing that we do not know and that's what's really interesting about that scene because it, it, it's like i said before it's giving you all the little information you need to suspect what is coming up later and when i say what's coming up later it is probably one of the most traumatic scenes i probably have ever seen in a horror movie and i think everybody knows what it's talking about because it happens a lot sooner than i expected mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the party night scene where peter the brother and charlie are just out going to this party he shouldn't get high he shouldn't get high and that motherfucker get high. was getting uh, high <laughs> i don't know how you guys have not learned your lesson from this movie but peter's all off getting high he brings his young sister to okay a well first and foremost i wouldn't bring my young sister to a party okay that's fair so okay. so that's where peter fucked that's the difference between Peter and I. Well, that was I the agree. mother's fault. Well, the mother said, you're taking Charlie, right? Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a father. Mm -hmm. I would never put my daughter in these positions ever. So, Isn't that the strange thing, though? Fuck the mother and fuck, yeah, okay. fuck Peter. They okay. fucked up. Yeah, yeah they still did. Get well, high. I, I, you, you can't put it all on the mother because she said that and he could have just not listened to her and not took her. And yeah. he still did. So no, I you're say right. it's all on him. Okay. Uh, I think it's on everyone, including Charlie, because she plays a bit of a role in all of this, too, that we don't know until the end of the movie. True. That's fair. So uh, we're at the party scene. You Obviously, like I said earlier, she has like a peanut allergy. So obviously, there's going to be a scene of someone chopping up walnuts on a cutting board. It's probably it's a pretty haunting scene for... <laughs> yeah. It's just weird. And you kind of know what may happen. 
And while Peter's up getting high, Charlie gets a piece of chocolate cake. She's eating it, and all of a sudden, she has an allergic reaction. And then this is where the movie just goes straight into intense mode. Uh, Charlie it goes into hell mode. It goes into hell mode. It it's goes pure hell. It Wait. goes to pure hell real pure fast. Fucking hell. Like because you're like this is early in the movie. We're like maybe 20, 25 minutes into the movie, and mm. we're just like, oh shit, this is already getting tense. So Peter's driving, rushing Charlie to the hospital for a reaction, and she just rolls down the window to get a grasp of air, a grasp of air, and all of a sudden, a, an animal of some sort comes through the uh, through the road, and Peter swerves and knocks Charlie's head right off of a phone pole. Mm-hmm. Um, this scene, I kid you not, I was watching it by myself in the theater. My jaw dropped. It literally dropped. And I'm pretty sure I felt like a rush of blood through my whole body because it caught me off guard. And it was like a punch in the gut. Like, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching it and like she had her head out the window and like that came along. I thought the car was just going to flip and she was going to get ejected or something. Yeah. And when her head hits that pole I, was, I did the same thing i was like whole oh, fuck yeah and she's like the youngest of the whole family the youngest person dies first in the movie you're like what is this movie doing to us why are you doing this to us that's how i feel when that orange drink kicks in <laughs> dude for for me you know when when animals die in movies i get sad but like yeah kids you know being a father it fucking dude it, it fucks me up bad like that really fucks me up bad. So that seemed, dude. Yeah, I believe you. I didn't even have a kid, and I reacted as if I had a kid at that yeah. very moment. It was so shocking until to until you yeah. have a kid, man, or you know, once you once you got a kid like that, those scenes hit ten times different. Too. And let's talk about the reaction of the brother too. After he finds out what happened, yeah. he couldn't even look behind him. I mean, wh- imagine what the shock. Would you do, yeah. yeah. What um, could you do if it was me mm-hmm. and that happened to me? I would take the car and I'd go turn around and drive as fast as I can to the pole. Take the pole out with you. Yeah. Wow. That's what I would do. How do you, how do you move on in life? How do you, you live? How do you live like that? You can't live like that. I think that's yeah. the whole point of the trauma aspect well, of, of it. Like the, he couldn't react. He literally drove home in what looked like a catatonic state. Like yeah. he still had his mobile skills, but he was just driving home laid in bed with his eyes open up until like sunrise and the scene that really was haunting is the fact that you just hear uh his mother going outside to the car and you just hear her from a far away noticing like charlie's severed body head body in the back seat you just hear her reaction oh my gosh that haunted me yeah, that was is yeah. you and props to tony collette for like acting this role i she was so convincing she yeah. literally embodied Bro. pain and suffering during those scenes it blew my mind uh, yeah what, what's that called uh what's that kind of acting called like when you get in the oh, role oh i think i know this term what's the term i'm looking for here i'm oh. not too sure oh wait i think i know this term yeah yeah like like um uh uh, oh, well, hold on! Something acting, something acting. Oh, why can't I? Recall? Can we Google it real quick? Can you Google it? Yeah, real Google quick? it real quick. Method, method acting. Method okay. acting. Um, I feel like she did some method method acting to because the way she played this role, like watching this movie, 
obviously all the connections it had to me, but I actually got so lost in the movie. That's why it freaked me out so bad. Mm -hmm. Like, oh God, I am watching a movie. Like it, 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 I had to keep reminding myself I was watching a movie. You yep. know, that's how great the acting was. It was, it was so sad. And then you get the funeral scene where the camera is just going down into the dirt while oh like Tony Collette God, is just dude. crying over her daughter. It was a lot. <laughs> that that, and we're only like what thirty minutes into the movie at this point, and About, it's pretty much yeah. already successfully destroyed you. Oh yeah, yeah. You haven't even really like figured out what the yeah. full fucking plot is yet. You don't even know what's yeah. happening yet, and already we're experiencing something that's like affecting you. Yeah. Um. So after that scene happens, you know, uh, we come across a scene where uh, Joan, who happens to be uh, a member of the support group that she goes to, approaches her. And speaks to her, you know, about, you know, her trauma and saying, hey, if you ever want to talk to somebody, here's my number. Give me a call. So we don't know who Joan is yet. Mm -hmm. We don't know who she is, but it's suspicious because she's overly friendly with her. I didn't trust Joan. I didn't. From, from the jump, from the jump, I was like, oh, no, fucking this is where shit's going to go south. <laughs> yeah. You don't trust Joan. Well, here's the deal. I kind of trusted her. I'm naive, first off. So I kind of <laughs> trusted her from the start because I'm like, oh, that's very sweet. Someone who's reaching out to me if you need to talk to somebody. Yeah, no shot. Here's my I number. didn't trust her. I didn't trust Joan. But my suspicions were raised when Joan decided to introduce Annie to speaking to charlie through um what would be called it wasn't a ouija board right no uh was it a ouija board i can't remember if it was a ouija board but it was something of that world you're talking about when she came to the house yeah when she went to the jones yeah. house yeah. when she had annie go over there because like okay there's something is off about this woman because who just gets to know someone and just is like hey let's go talk to your daughter yeah. you know who passed away like i don't see that being a good sign at all no that's like what are you fucking trying to get here lady I mean, <laughs> shit, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Would you fuck with a Ouija board? I fuck with them all the time. I don't. I have never fucked with a Ouija board in my life. Can Are you scared of them? I'm absolutely terrified of them. Yeah. I don't I'm think they're real. Oh, I'm, I'm going to. You don't I'm think gonna, they're real? Hold on. Hold on. Oh, the mind is a powerful thing, sir. I'm going to I'm gonna tell you my Ouija board story. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is a true Ouija board story that I fucking swear on whatever. When we, on this show, we should have to swear on something to show you we're not lying, but <laughs> okay. I swear on whatever you want me to swear on. Okay, mm -hmm. swear. So my first experience with the Ouija board ever was in Scranton, PA. Actually, Josh Balls wasn't involved, but uh, the guitar player of Motionless and White, uh, Ricky, was mm -hmm. involved. First time ever fucking with the Ouija board ever, right? And and uh, I didn't have Blackcraft then. This is like just kind of like right when Blackcraft was just starting. Yeah. And I was in Scranton doing some stuff with Motionless and White and uh ricky had a ouija board so we're, we're in his room it's freezing cold it's like you know it's winter time in scranton pa it's it's cold outside so the house yeah. obviously you know how you know what i'm talking about yep so <clears throat> it's nighttime where we he lights a candle we're fucking with this ouija board in his room and he goes if there's a spirit in the room can you make yourself known and i'm like come on man like cut the bullshit like this shit's all bullshit this shit's all bs you know <laughs> mm -hmm. nothing happens 10 minutes goes by if there's a spirit in the room can you please make yourself known? So the Ouija board set up like, you know, in, in the middle of the room, I'm mm -hmm. on one side, Ricky's on the other side and we're, we got the planchette and stuff. We're, you know, we're fucking around and there's a candle right next to the board on everything. This moth comes flying into the room out of the blue, like this beautiful white moth comes flying into the room. Okay. It fucking nose dives straight to the candle, burns itself, dies. I look at Ricky and I go, yo, what? 
we were like so freaked out. Okay. This is when my whole life, this is prior. This is like a little bit before Blackcraft, right? My whole life changed after that because my mom calls me the next morning and she was picking me up and uh, she's outside the house. We, we get in the car, we get in her uh, car and she goes out of the blue, out of the fucking blue. Hey, who was that singer that died of like a drug overdose? I'm like, oh God, there's like 10 million. You know? <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It was like a girl. She died a couple years ago. Like, you know who I'm talking about, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I fucking have no idea. She's like, yeah, you fucking do. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, fuck, I don't know. Bro, I shit you not. I'm, I go, oh, you must be thinking of Amy Winehouse. Yeah. My mom goes, that's it. I went to rehab. I should have went to rehab. Right, her song. Yeah, came on the radio. Four seconds later, and ever since then, I tapped into something that you know it. I mean, you see it where like we think of something. Yeah. I, I tapped into something. Don't know what it is, but that's my Ouija board experience. That's why this horror shit fucks me up. <laughs> well, this only solidifies my reason for not messing with it because I'm not trying to open those doors to my life. I don't know. I played on one when I was a little kid, and <laughs> yeah, but you're yeah, but you're you're closed off to it. You're not open to yeah. it. Yeah, well, maybe if you if you open your mind to it, I bet you it would be a different. Thing. Maybe I don't know. Moss like lights. They didn't know that that was a flame, <laughs> I, I, and, and that's fair. And, and but but that's fair though, right? But it is still but, weird. But that's though. fair. Like moss to flames, right? Yeah. It's fair. I get it. Okay. That was a great story, by the way. Sorry. I'm I, never going to mess with the Ouija only, board ever. The only reason why I'm talking out my ass here a little bit is because, uh, in, in explaining a lot of these things in details, because this segment to me means a lot because horror movies do hit me different. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have do. such a weird relationship with stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Well, I feel like we should all test a Ouija board tonight. Would you Would you test one with us, Jake? Absolutely not. Come I on. would if everyone stays here tonight. I'll stay the night. Jake? Uh, I got a dog to get home to. We can have a cuddle puddle you on could, the couch, Jake. You can bring your dog over. Settle down, Dusty. You can bring your dog over. Mm, I'm not messing with it. I'm sorry. I'm right. Not doing a Ouija board. Right, keep, doing it it. keep it going. We'll get you there. All right. So, uh, yeah, Joan pretty much shows uh, Annie how to communicate with a spirit. I'm gonna say, I think it's Joan. Joan. It's one of spirits that Joan knows, and Annie's just witnessing it herself. And you just see the glass move, and it's like freaking her out. And she gets up because she gets into panic, and then. Um, Annie Dowd, who plays uh, Joan, she's a great actress, by the way. Look into her movies. Uh, she gives her a piece of paper with what seems like an incantation of some sort, but she doesn't tell Annie or Tony Collette um, what the incantation actually means. It's just used as a gateway to connect, uh, communicate with Charlie. That's all we're told. Right. And we're like, okay, we know where this movie's going now. We've seen horror movies before. We oh, yeah, know we for know. sure Annie's going to try to communicate with Charlie. So what's really cool about this movie is that it introduces a, a certain small segment where uh, Annie has a dream sequence. Uh, this is after scene. Annie has a uh, dream sequence where she's talking to Peter and she mentions to him, uh, I, uh, what she say? I never wanted you. Or she says like, I never wanted to be your mother. Yeah. 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 <sighs> yeah she said, I never wanted to be your mother. Dude, yeah. that scene. Yeah, and then how she just grasps up her voice as if she just said yeah. something yeah. that she should have never said. regretted it. Yeah, Instantly yeah, yeah, regretted yeah, it, yeah. but you can't help but feel like she meant it too. Fuck yeah, she meant it. You think she meant it? Yeah. yeah. 1, because she knew what he was meant for. She Exactly. You think that's what it was? 100%. And she said it so like with... Deliberate. Assert- yeah, she was so assertive when she yeah. said it. it she was like, knew. She knew. Yeah, I never wanted to be your mother. Poof. When she said that to him, I was like, damn, this movie is touching on some chords. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's 
thought about that a lot in her head. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I don't even want this kid. Like, I don't even, you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> and she and thought about this shit. Yeah, she did. And what's really crazy is you don't even know this is a dream sequence. And all of a sudden, they're both bursting up into flames because she was covered in gasoline. Oh, both of them, or kerosene, God. or one of the two. You end up finding out that that dream sequence serves a purpose. At one point, when Peter was younger, she tried burning him alive while she was sleepwalking. Right. You don't know this up until this point in the movie. So now you have this... Okay, now we know that the mother at some point tried to kill her son. So what is with that? What is that all about? Mm. Why is it a thing? And then after that, obviously, Annie starts showcasing like a little bit of hysteria moving towards the end of the movie. And she decides that she wants to try to communicate with Charlie. And she wakes up everybody in the house to communicate with her. Now, what's really cool about this scene uh, is... I think what I liked about Hereditary is there was a minimalist approach to it when it comes to like special effects and stuff and how she was communicating with Charlie. It was so haunting because I feel like if you were to actually try to conjure a spirit and speak with it, this is exactly how it would play out. It Mm -hmm. wouldn't be all like all the lights go out or like, you know, the house shakes and there's like a or whatever no it's not that at all it's very subtle it's very convincing and all of a sudden charlie starts speaking through her mother mom mom that is so crazy to me you know do you believe in that do you believe you can be possessed by a spirit if you're trying to conjure it god i don't know i I, i've never really had those experiences Uh i wouldn't i wouldn't rule it out i but you know to me about this movie that we are not talking really about what the actor and, and the role that I think was 10 out of 10 was the father was the oh, dad. Yeah. The, talk about minimal minimalistic kind of approach. You're yeah. right. And we haven't really talked about him much and I apologize about that. No, no, yeah. No, because, because it's a character that kind of falls it's into the back. Figure. Well, but he falls into the background of it all, but really he kind of plays the biggest role of it all in a weird, in a yep. really fucking weird way. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I don't know if he plays the I, maybe not the biggest, biggest role. Maybe role. not the biggest role. He was actually more of like a kind of like a brick wall to the cult. He was kind of in the way that's, in a sense. Maybe that's kind but of. But he yeah. would have been if there was anybody who was going to save the family. It would have been him because Correct. he's not a part of the bloodline. Correct. Correct. But yeah, you will see. He's chilling in the background. Like yeah. he's just kind of like in scenes doing this and that. Yep. But it's kind of like you're right. Okay, yeah, he didn't have the biggest role, but he could have had the biggest role. He really could have had the biggest role, but he, uh, oh, you want to hear something interesting? I I read this on an article. I don't know how true it is. So apparently, so I think he's a psychologist Mm -hmm. or a therapist or something. Something like that. And there is this theory that Annie was a former patient of his. Ah. And he ended up marrying her. Well, I got chills. Right. Yeah. How is, I feel like that would be such an interest. I don't think it's ever solidified, but I always thought that would be an interesting like dynamic for a couple. Like, oh, hey, I used to take care of you because you were kind of going a little bit crazy there, but now I'm going to marry you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also, I think, a huge conflict of interest. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think you could fix her? And then he's like, now that you, I think you're fixed, I'm going to date you. Well, that's what's so interesting about his role is because he is he knows her past so she he knows what she's capable of which is why he was taking such like a a clinical approach to her like oh my wife is just kind of just going crazy and i need to get her help completely rolling out that there's any sort of like supernatural thing going on at all yeah but you always want to have one of those people in a movie anyways because you don't want to just full-on think that it's a supernatural presence she might actually be going crazy dude we don't know yeah um, but that's what's interesting about it is that he experiences all of this with Peter. And what I love about Peter's character, 
uh, what was his name? Alex Wolf is like, when he gets freaked out, he's like crying like an actual kid would cry. Like he is a teenager, but if I was a teenager and I just witnessed that, I would be sobbing like him. I would be freaked out. Yeah, of course. I freaking love that scene. It's such a good scene. Yeah. Uh, and then pretty this, much- This is a good flow. This is a good flow. This I'm is a this. good flow. And then after the conjuring scene, uh, we're going to go right into the scene. You saw it in a lot of the previews um, where uh, Peter smashes his head- off of the desk like twice like in hysteria but right before that you see him looking at a reflection of a mirror and you just see him smiling that at himself grin. dude yeah. that, that evil was, grin part well i was like that that well, was pretty crazy. creepy can we unpack that because i still never really at, like what what was that scene kind of about like what was because so, wasn't there like a little so, like noise and stuff like music kind of came in on that scene, so or no? right before that scene he's sitting out at a table outside during lunch period and you see joan from afar screaming at him saying get out get out she was trying to cast out his spirit for payment to possess him uh, which we're going to get into payment soon or payment payment yeah, or whatever uh, i got chills right now yeah. you guys are definitely this movie here is very yeah. expertly you guys crafted are staying here tonight oh you're fine only you'll if we fine. get high uh well, we er, stay high. higher okay mm, okay <laughs> <laughs> um with what you were saying earlier with the acting of the mom screaming and stuff my take on this whole movie, I thought the best acting was Peter here went after his face first hit that desk and he jumped out of that chair. Yep. I was like, this is some of the best acting I've ever seen of like, it literally looked like that was his real emotion of what was happening to yeah. him in that moment. It looked like he deliberately hit his head off the desk too. It was he so might convincing. Have, but uh, yeah, his reaction of jumping out of that chair, like him flailing was so good. It yeah. was so convincing. I, I, I literally felt like that dude was like, terrified screaming like that in front of a whole bunch of people you just lose all control of your emotions at that point like yeah i agree with you that was a very convincing scene but yeah right after he smashed his head off there there was a scene before that where joan is trying to cast peter out of his own body so pyman so P peter can be used as a vessel for pyman i'm going to say pyman for the rest of the podcast i don't know how you say it but um who it happens to be tomato 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 yeah. tomato uh, and then after the scene where he smashed his head in, this is where Andy starts discovering that Joan happens to be a part of this cult that her mother was a part of. And they are actually friends. And she starts putting together the puzzle pieces. And like you said, Bobby, you you suspected that there was something off about her from the beginning, right? I knew instantly there was something off. Too friendly. She wanted to get to know her too easily. Yeah, whenever someone really comes into your life like that, mm -hmm. there's something off. There's an agenda. There's an agenda. Yeah. Coming in too hot, it's like an agenda. She did kind of come in hot, she but she hot. very. But she was alluring too. Like she was very sweet to her. So I can see why if someone's going through something traumatic, why would you not open up to a person like that, you know? But that's how cults work. They look for the people who are emotionally damaged or emotionally like not in control of themselves. At and their they, weakest point. Uh, at they, yeah, they get them at their weakest mm. point and they have them join. That's how it happens. Have you been in a cult? I started a cult. Oh, yeah, that's right. My crown <laughs> cult. <laughs> <laughs> Is that drinking? Fuck Jane. Uh, hey, how's that drinking, boy? <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> that was the dumbest shit I've ever said. <laughs> you ever been in a cult? I started one. <laughs> Hey, that's fair though. I mean, Blackcraft Cult. Yeah. Fright Night. Here we are. Uh, six, six, six Club. Join it. <laughs> and then uh, that's when Andy starts discovering in the attic of her house how her mom was a part of this weird 
you know, cult that like celebrates this demon called pagan demon or something like that called Pyman. And this is where you start seeing, you know, all the puzzle pieces fall into place. So she starts freaking out. She sees Charlie's sketchbook. She sees that Charlie's sketchbook might be connected to what she's experiencing supernaturally. So she tries to throw it in the fire and her arm catches on fire. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, right when she threw the... Yeah, and her arm started catching on fire and she was like, what the hell? What's going on? What do you think that meant? Like, Because at this point, Pyman's pretty close with the family. I think he was fucking with her. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, it was the hand that threw the uh, thing into the fire. Yep. So it was like, okay, well, we'll show you. Yeah, exactly. That, it was like energy. That was the energy you used to burn this. Okay, well, now you're going to get burned. Exactly. And what's what's fascinating about that scene is that it will play an even bigger role really soon when we're about to get to that. So when she tries to set it on fire, um, she tries to show her husband um, that, you know, she has to destroy this book in order to, you know, cast out what's ever happening to her family right and he's obviously not believing her and she's a little bit hysterical so it's kind of hard to believe someone who's in a place of hysteria mm-hmm. um but when she throws the uh, book in the fire he just completely burst into flames Bro, that was insane yeah like insanity yeah probably one of the best scenes ever left field was not expecting. I thought she was literally just going to cast herself on fire. It scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> so bad. I jumped so bad. That fucking sound bar with that bass. Fuck. Or they hear him like screaming while he's on oh, fire. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's really cool about this scene is that I think you learn earlier in the movie that how Pyman's kind of like, he's kind of like a jokester. Like he plays tricks on people. Right. And I think that's what that scene was supposed to mean. Like he tricked uh annie into thinking that she would be the one that bursts into the flames only to play the trick on her and kill her husband yep, yep. and then because you're watching your husband burn alive in front of you you're probably at your lowest at that point and then boom that's when she gets possessed yep. right at her lowest point yep. right at the most traumatic spot i was like and the, the way her reaction goes from shocking screaming to dead face dude yeah. That was such good acting. I, I, agree. I was yeah. convinced yeah. that she literally was just like possessed at that very moment. 1000%. So good. Yep. And then this is where the movie starts really getting crazy uh, is when, uh, um, oh my God, what's his name again? Is it uh, Alex? Oh my God. I completely forgot his name. You didn't do uh, Peter. You, I did Peter. You, you didn't do your research. I didn't do my research. Sorry. This is ADHD. I just Fun. completely forgot. I just wing it. So Alex wakes up in the middle of the night. It's completely quiet. And this is, I think this is one of, I can't even remember Bobby talking. This is one of Bobby's like freakiest scenes in the movie. He wakes up and you just, oh it's God. just a side by side scene of where he, he's like sitting up in the bed and you just see the slightest oh, I got image of the mother just clung to the side of the wall. Oh, bro. Just in the ceiling. Just floating. Just floating there, not moving. And you know what's funny when I what saw the this and fuck was that about <laughs> <laughs> like come on like you, you know what's so funny I've watched this movie about five different times and I watched it my friend Yaru uh-huh and he he's kind of like dusty he's like I don't know man this shit ain't scary when uh she went floating across the room fuck he goes and I've already seen it like five times so I'm already kind of embracing you know I'm uh-huh. embracing for he goes Oh, come on, man. What the <laughs> fuck? You know, he's screaming. And I'm like, I told you. He's like, nah. He's like, nah, bro. Like, we ain't watching this shit. Like, no, nope, <laughs> no. Nope. Like, it got him. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. good. That, that scene fucked me. I'm telling you, that's the scene 
when, when we're going to rate this at the end, yeah. I'm going to do a little spoiler alert here. I'm going to rate it now. Uh huh. This is a turn on for me because I, after that scene, went to my bed. First uh-huh. time, first time we watched it. I said, yep, nope. Not, <laughs> nope, there ain't no shot. Lights on. Nope, didn't even do that. Went out to the living room. <laughs> put on like a fucking Disney movie. Lights on. The whole nine yards. Didn't sleep. I was like, I'll just be for 10. I'll be fine tomorrow. Whatever. <laughs> Second night, nope. Because the whole time I felt like somebody was above my bed. Yeah, that lingering shot. And what's cool about that shot is like your eyes adjust to it. You don't see it at first until yeah. your eyes adjust to the darkness and you oh, see hell. her oh, hell. right in the corner and you're like, oh my freaking God, terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. So yeah, that scene where she like floats across the screen and you he, uh, Peter doesn't notice her. He goes down to the bottom of the stairs and uh, um, she's just literally clung to the roof of the house, to the ceiling of the house, while he's staring in like frightened by his dad being burnt to a crisp on the floor, and then she just pops out of the corner and starts chasing after him. That movie, be, that that scene, that particular scene right there, made me jump out of my seat yep. when I was watching it in the movies yep. or in the theaters. It was so intense. And then he goes up into the attic, and she's just banging her head off the attic door while she's clung to the ceiling, bro. Intense. I'm having PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> to talk. I hate this right now. When it comes to intensity in horror films, this is by far like top three most intense scenes I've ever seen in a horror film. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's so good. And uh, it gets even more intense. I personally <laughs> think that I, we're approaching the most fucked up scene for me. So when uh, Alex, oh my God, why do I want to call him Alex? Because that's his real name. When Peter's in the attic and he's just walking around the attic, you just see like, hints of like naked cult oh people God, just mm-hmm. standing <laughs> in the doorways <laughs> in the dark and you're like what is going on right now and then you just hear a weird noise coming from above him it just sounds like a whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. and peter just looks up and he just sees his mom hovering in the air oh, while souring her own head off with what i found out later after i watched me was a piano wire yeah uh, the sound effects oh, fuck. and the dead look in her eyes, like you can just see she has no control of her body. She's just watching herself saw her own head off. Mm. That was by far the scariest visual of the movie for me. Uh, not just because of what the image was, but how they directed that scene. There's no music. Yep. You just hear the sound of her song her head yeah. off and even when alex panics and freaks out after he sees the cult and just jumps out of the window you still hear her freaking hacking her neck off with the piano wire while peter is like unconscious outside in the lawn after he jumped out of the window and you just hear her head go boom. Yeah. yeah like that scene like you have no choice to be but immersed in hear it and see it. Yeah. Like you said, no music, no not. And so you can't focus on anything else. Like you see that and that's what's happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Top tier sound design right here, by the way. Well, to, to Dusty's point, that whole movie, like when you, when you put it on, you just lose yourself in that movie. Yep. Other movies, you know what I mean? I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm on my phone. I'm yep. check- this movie. No, it's like 
This movie is some real possessed fucking shit because <laughs> it feels evil. You while you're check, watching. I don't check my fucking phone, I, and I'm ter- usually when I get scared, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go on my phone here. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> now this one was like, you're not picking up your phone, <laughs> and you're gonna watch this motherfucker, and you're gonna live in hell. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And here we are, five times later. And even if you're not watching it, you're hearing it, and that's where they get you. You're yeah. hearing the sound effects. Yes. You and have to close your eyes and plug your ears to, and, for that whole oh, scene. Or just don't put the fucking movie on. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but if you don't, first time watching it, you don't know yeah, that. True, You're like, true, fuck. True, true, true. Yeah, I, I've, I've sat there five times to torture myself to this movie. That's a lot of torture. Yeah, I'm, I like hey, that kind of shit. Nice. So this is where the scene gets like just all out balls to the wall weird. Literally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're naked. So pretty much we're going to get to the nakedness. Uh, so pretty much after Annie pretty much saws off her head, you see like a little what looks like a little green orb yep. just flow down and into Peter's Bobby, which I'm assuming is either Pyman or Charlie. Either the I, spirit of Pyman or Charlie. I thought Who it was think? the spirit of Charlie. You think it was the spirit of Charlie? That's what I thought. So you think Charlie was the one killing off Yes, her mother correct. and then in order for charlie to be in peter's body they were going to share the same body with pyman or something like 100 something like that okay because it got a little bit weird it got a little bit confusing for me there i did some deep dives like on articles to find out what exactly meant but what, that, what do they say uh they're saying it split it, it's kind of a split where like it's both charlie and pyman in peter's body and pretty much peter's just a vessel peter's not even in there anymore at the end of the movie so by the time he is gets up from the ground and walks into the treehouse. That's actually not even Peter at yeah, that it's point. Just, it's, it's just Charlie yeah. and Pyman. And so while he's walking, you just see uh, Annie's floating headless oh, body. Bro. That was so cool, first off, because it's just quiet, and you just hear the body quietly hovering into the treehouse. I have never seen... I've probably seen something like that, but not as effectively no. as yeah, it was like that. It's because of the sound. There was how this. It was there no was like sound. an ambiance. It, it was like it was like a low frequency kind of like buzz. Like, yeah, kinda, but I don't know. Like it was there was an ambiance to it. Like uh, this. This is where the movie becomes the cults movie because when Peter's walking into the treehouse and you see like all the cult members leaning down, they're either naked or half clothed or something like that, and you see this huge shrine of. Charlie's head on this huge, what looks like a large, like doll figure of some sort, like the kind of things that you use to like draw in a drawing class. The head on there, and almost like being worshipped like like a modern day Jesus. It was freaking bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, what's really cool about that is the movie pretty much at the end makes you believe that this is a happy ending. This is a happy ending for the cult. You know, like you just hear this really pretty melodic music playing yeah. in the background yeah. and you're just like, wait a second. Am I supposed to feel relieved right now? I feel freaking tense as fuck. I but, felt relieved. Uh, you felt relieved. I was like, this is over. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I gotta deal with this shit anymore. But that's what's really cool. And by the way, the, the musical score to this movie is exceptional. It's who, so who well did done. it. Do you know, or? I don't have the name. We'll have to like look into that yeah. later on. But the, the score to this uh, movie is absolutely amazing. And how the movie just ends off with us finding out that peter is officially charlie and pyman in the mm-hmm. same body and now that he is possessed i guess the end game goal was for them to i guess accept like all the witches in the world or something like that or like live deliciously like yeah. black philip and the witch or something right. uh when the movie ends off like that I, I i i'm pretty sure my mouth was open again like what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. In a good way. In a good way. Like 
I was processing the movie for a solid like five, 10 minutes sitting there while the credits were going, just trying to figure out why I was feeling the way I was feeling and what exactly just happened. Because you have to watch a movie kind of again to really catch on the, all the little clues and to figure out exactly what happened and why it happened. But that first initial watch, you're just, you're kind of blown away with what you're thrown. I I think that's a movie where you could go watch it three or four times. And still find something still new. Still find something new. Yeah. I, I, for me, for sure. I could turn it on for the yeah. sixth time right now and still probably pick up on some other shit. I could tell you the same thing about Midsummer, Which we should definitely do. I don't think we should do that one next. We're not going to do that but, one next. But, 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 that one, yeah. but if you like the director, Ari Aster, you kind of know where you're going to get into. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, uh, Hereditary. Like After I walked out of the theater, I was obsessed with the movie for probably a couple weeks where I just wanted to like read articles and see what other people thought and be like, man, do people feel the same way that I feel about this movie? Right. And, um, obviously when it came out in Blu-ray, I was just like, no, I'm buying this. I'm going to have a physical copy. Blu-ray. What the fuck year are we in? 2004. Hey, this was like 2018 when I bought it. That was four years ago. Bro, A lot has changed in four years though. Bro, nobody was using Blu-ray in 2018. I was. was You were using Blu-ray in 2018? I was using Blu-ray in 2018. What's the problem, Bobby? On what device? My Xbox One. My PlayStation 4. Well, fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think I've... I don't even know what a Blu-ray fucking thing is. I just watch streaming shit. That's fair. Yeah, that that is very fair. I, for one, this is how I view it. If I like a horror movie a lot... I'm going to go out and buy it just to support it because I either want that director to direct another movie. And by doing so, I'm going to let the distributor know that I bought this movie and that you need to give this guy more jobs. I fucking no, I can, I can appreciate you get that. that. No, but I'm saying like, I'm buying it from Apple or some shit. It's not like hereditary. Oh no. Netflix. Yeah, I get it's it. Like, yeah. I'm just, I didn't, I didn't go out and buy a fucking. Well, that's what I did. So Blu-ray was the thing in 2018. huh? Yeah. yeah. They still make them. Yeah. Is that crazy? They still make DVDs. Yeah. They Without make, the Blu-ray. They still make cassettes and they still make vinyls. Well, they That's just started still. making those again because they're kind of becoming like a niche item now. Like a nostalgia, a piece of nostalgia. Oh, is that what they're doing? I have not a clue, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 All right. So we just finished off uh, going scene by scene for Hereditary. So we're our, we're, we already know what our reviews are going to be, but I do want to hear like your like last thoughts of the movie. Okay. Um, so we're going to start off with you, Bobby, since this is a very personal movie to you. Yeah. Uh, are you going to bed tonight with the lights on or the lights off? Well, no, I'm going to bed tonight. You guys are staying here. Oh God. And we're going to keep all the lights <laughs> on and we're going to have a little sleepover in the living room tonight is how, is how we're going to do this. Maybe we'll roast some marshmallows and, and do all that. Makes yeah, where, nice. where would we roast marshmallows? In the backyard in a fire pit. Oh, that's a fire pit. What the fuck else do you think it is? I don't know. There's like a couple <laughs> crystals in it. <laughs> <laughs> what the f- yeah you think it was a fucking spot he's summoning demons out there or something jake i don't Honestly, know i don't know what you guys are up to on a day-to-day basis that's fair hey jake um, we'll get the ouija board out by the fire tonight we're gonna no, do absolutely that. We're gonna, not we're gonna do that tonight but i'm going to bed with the lights on yes i actually really am because i'm terrified of this thing i just thought this movie was so well done it actually that the movie inspired me mm-hmm. i eventually at some point not not this year because we're talking about consistency and we're talking about only starting things that we know we could be consistent with. Blackcraft films at some point. Oh my god, I would That'd be love so sick. Blackcraft films at some point. So, are you saying you and I 
and even Dusty should maybe work on a screenplay or something like well, that. Well, it's funny because you and I have already started working on screenplay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we have. We have started working on one. Uh, but I would love to do Blackrock films. This movie, to me, has inspired me. And in, in what we touched on at the beginning was The Blair Witch. Yeah. Right? Uh, those two movies played a big role in my life growing up. I can relate to both of them. And I do feel like between how great you are as a writer, as I appreciate um, that. Thank as a you. Musician, as a visionary, I think we could put some together, something really fucking cool. Yeah. Right. And the first movie idea oh. we already have is insane. I think it's yeah. a great movie it's idea. Insane. We're not going to, we're not going to no, give any disclaimers, but the idea is that me and Bobby personally have like come up with, obviously he has all like I'm here to flesh it out. He's got all the great ideas. I'm going to help him flesh it That's out. That's true. You got great ideas. We, I have we, great ideas. We, we, riff, we riff off each other. We do riff off each we other. We riff off each other on this shit. That's why, that's why it's going to be cool. But... But to your to end my little thing here, uh, Blackcraft Films. That's what this movie. That's how much this movie has impacted me. It's making me want to do Blackcraft Films. Dude, I like that, that. It is so rad. I yeah. freaking love that because I love this movie and I love the fact that you love it and I love the fact that it inspired you to that extent. Oh yeah, this movie inspired me to want to do musical scores. I always wanted to do musical scores for horror films, but this movie kind of solidified it because mm. the the soundtrack to this movie is absolutely amazing. Um. No, that's awesome, man. I'm so glad you got, uh, you're sleeping with the lights on tonight. I'll sleep with them on. Are you sleeping with them on or off? I am for sure sleeping with them on. Okay. Uh, this movie, like I said, was like, it set a new tone for modern day horror. Yep. Um, very, I'm, I'm not saying that few movies haven't come close to what it has created, but you can tell there is an influence of the horror movies coming out lately. Absolutely. Where the vibe is becoming far more, I'm going to say A24 film vibes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, where it's becoming much more psychological, much more like, I don't know, just really well-made movies. Um, yeah, Lights On for me, man. This this movie really just set a whole new standard how I view film, uh, how I view horror films and I will probably revisit this movie at least a couple times a year until the rest of, for the rest of my life because I just love that movie that much. So, um, yeah, Hereditary, I'm definitely sleeping with the lights on. Well, how about you, Dusty? Well, looks like I'm staying here, so it looks like the lights are on. <laughs> but I'm bringing my eye mask with me. Oh, your fair. eye mask? Oh, yeah, because you don't get scared. You can sleep yeah. in the dark, right? That's fair. Yeah. Dude, I'm so glad, man. What, what was some of your favorite parts of the movie? I, like I said, the the acting, the um, him smashing his face off the desk, I thought that just really tied a lot of things yeah. together. Like it really showed the emotions mm-hmm. of it, and it was fucking great. And you know, you said the the piano wire scene's crazy. Well, I really liked the opening scene, like we were talking about so at good. the beginning. Like when it just slowly pans, pans into in. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it. Was, I was like, damn, yeah. like you yeah. don't ever really see that. They're doing it, something. Different. It's such a cool visual to see yep. right out the gate. So I really like those. I, I parts. agree, and and. Those those scenes that we're talking about here, and it's funny because you break down this movie, and there's so many big impactful scenes. With I have ADHD, man. It's hard to keep my fucking attention. Yes. Mm-hmm. And right away with the movie, it's just like I am with these unsigned artists, right? And in the first fifteen to thirty seconds, yep. it's either got my attention or it doesn't. Yeah. And movies scare me because I'm really weird about my time and and what I'm doing because I don't really don't have a lot of time just to chill to watch shit. Mm-hmm. And with movies, it's like, that's why I will fucking scroll through Netflix for six hours because I'm Don't like, put on well, <laughs> fuck, nah, it's going to waste the time. Yeah. Nah, but really, I wasted my time scrolling. But um, for this movie, though, what I think was great about it was it, it was almost like that Ari, Ari is, has ADHD and he's like, all right, all these motherfuckers are watching probably got ADHD. So I need to keep 
bringing them back in every every fucking oh, every fucking yeah. five minutes. His and pacing of this movie was ridiculous. Bro, I'm telling you, it was like it was like uh like when you run a marathon. I've never ran a marathon, but I'm sure <laughs> there's like a pace you got to keep right, yeah. and and you got to keep hitting certain milestones to hit that pace. And I feel like he set this movie up like that because it feels <laughs> like every fucking ten minutes he's like, slow it down a little bit, slow it down. We're gonna build it up, build it up. Uh-huh. Boom, we hit you with something. Yep, sucked you right back in. Yeah. And that's what this movie really did. And I'm telling you, I, oh, for a horror movie to inspire me to like want to like become better at my business, become just a better person, <laughs> because I know obviously at the end of the day, it's, it's a guy, it's a team putting this together, and they did such a great fucking job. So lights on for me. I, if I had to give it a one out of ten, it's a ten out of ten. I know we're not. I know we're not going to do that. Let's no, we do can that. do that too. It's a ten out of ten for me too. I, I would. I love it. it. 10, I'd give it a yeah. ten out of ten, and, and and I'm not saying that lightly. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we'll, we'll do that. We'll do lights on, and then we'll do a rating system. Right? Yeah. Uh, I give this movie a legit ten out of ten. I don't think you could have done the movie any different. No, nope. could have made it any better. That movie was made how exactly how it's supposed to be made down to down to just the way the camera was shot, the yep. lighting outside, fucking everything was just. Very Perfect. efficient. Yep. Very. I, I freaking love this. Ten movie. out ten. You can't. You can't up that movie. I don't. I really, genuinely don't think a twenty four can up that movie. Yeah. It's it's great. I love it. All right. I think this is wonderful. This was a first off. What a great first movie to start on. What a great movie to start on. What a great episode. Yep. I'm feeling good. Uh, if you love this episode, please go over to Apple or Spotify wherever you listen. Leave us a review. I don't know if you could leave reviews on Spotify, but. If you can on Apple, go leave us reviews and give us stars because it helps us. Yes, please do. Because we got a big goal this year. We we want to make this the, I'm saying top five podcasts for the year. Uh, yeah, I'm aiming for that. Yep. Aiming for that. We're aiming big. It's official. This is it. You're hearing it here. Fright night. Once a week, you got it. Yeah, Thanks we got it. And then, by the way, before we uh, log out, be sure to utilize that movie recommendation channel. We want oh, yes. to hear your yes. thoughts. Well, are we going to share what movie we're going to do next week? Do we, yeah. Do yeah. we have anything right do now? Do we have a cho- do we chose yeah. a movie right I now? I think, uh, uh, did you guys still want to do Get Out? <gasps> yes, that's right. I think Get Out would be a great. I think it's perfect. I okay. think Get Out would be, because that, that came from a movie recommendation from a club member. Correct? Yes, it yeah. did. And uh, we're going to do a shout out for you next week, too, for recommending Get Out as well. Uh, I actually can't. W- I'm going to rewatch that Same. movie specifically yeah, for that episode because I love that movie so much. I really love Jordan Peele. I'm really looking forward to that. I think we should all get together at some time this week and watch it together. Well, we're going to watch it tonight with the lights on and have a sleepover. Okay, so we're going to watch a horror movie during a night where you want to feel better with the lights on. Well, that's because you guys are here staying. That's so really he feels comfort. I feel comfort. All right, sweet. All right, maybe I'll just stay over then. Nice. Well, you ain't going to be able to uh, drive shut here up. in a minute once S- that drink Settle down, in. both of you. Settle <laughs> down. No, this was a great episode, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. You know, like how stoked are we that we get to talk about unsigned artists and we get to review movies. This is cool, man. This is like, uh, this is cool. This is, this is, this is fucking really cool. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, like I said, Jake, I'm going to give you your flowers on this. This is, this Thanks, is man. your, uh, you brought this to the table. Here we are. So we'll be back next week. Yep. It's, it, is it is anyone else feeling how I'm feeling? I'm like, damn, I want to kind of record another one like tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling pretty optimistic yeah. right now. That's kind of what I'm saying. All you right. know my schedule at work. Yeah. You made my schedule. I didn't make your schedule. <laughs> you don't? You make my schedule. Oh, okay. I'm making Bobby's schedule. Oh, how the tables have turned. I like the it. The turns of table. <laughs> I, I, I like it. So uh, that's it. You know what I would do want to do before we get out of here, though? What? I think I might let that track run, man. Oh, do it. Yeah, I I, I kind of want to like uh, 
just let it. So, so you made this entire track? Uh, yeah. So what's fun about this track is that if you have listened to Strange Kid's most recent song, you actually have already heard it. It's just a different variation. How long is, how long is this track you sent me? Uh, I would say about a minute and a half because this was just kind of like an idea that yeah. eventually turned into In the Dark by Strange Kids. I love that. Well, we're out of here. We're going to go watch some Get Out. Hell yeah. Probably, you're probably going to, because I'm feeling so good and Dusty's feeling so good and Jake's feeling so good, you might even get three podcasts this week because you got the music one already. Oh, shit. This one. We might do a bonus get out one right now. Oh yeah. my God, a bonus one? I mean, if you're feeling it and you got the vibe, let's go. Yeah. Uh, I'm all about manifesting, so why don't we do that? Yeah. Let's so do it. That's everyone's homework. Yep. Just watch Get Out. Well, we're going to watch it here together. Well, yeah, but for everyone listening, for that's everyone their homework. listening, your homework. Oh, I like that. You're giving homework assignments. Yeah. Oh, you gotta, yeah. got to watch Get Out so you know what the hell we're talking about. If you haven't seen it yet, watch it. If you have seen Great it yet, film. refresh your minds. Yeah, with that's it. what I'm doing, refreshing. I'm, I'm going to do a little refresh here. All right, I'm going to take us out of here. We got we got the better half, I'm going to keep saying it, of Strange Kids, Jake Simon, <laughs> uh, who produced this track. Jake, I'm going to manifest for you, as you, I know you're manifesting yourself. We're going to do the biggest movie for Blackcraft Films, but you're going to have the biggest score because it's gonna, that's going to be a thing. So enjoy this track here. It's a little of our uh, intro track, but this will be a little outro track, a little, yeah. little bonus thing for you here. So uh, See you guys next week. Stars in the Dark? Uh, stars in the Dark, yeah. That's the song. There it is. Love it.